Hey yo, what is up? Hey. Welcome to episode two of Deal Deal With It. it. (laughs) Oh my god, we're so corny. So, how was everyone's week? Um, How was your week? Oh, it was good. The usual bullshit of life, work, Mm. hanging out. How was yours? My week was actually hella productive, believe it or not. So proud of you. I know. Um, It's always nice to have a productive week. Well, because as you know, I work a part-time job. And I only work three days this week. So every day, Monday through Wednesday, I worked out and I did yoga. Holy shit. I know. Who am That's I? That's awesome. I'm yeah. so proud of myself. I'm proud of you. Well, I mean, I used to like be really good about it at the end of last year, but with all the shit that was going on, I kind of like fell off really hard. It you know? happens. Well, you know, you don't realize how much that stuff like affects your mental brain. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? that's what mental means. Your mental capacity until... You're not in it, and you look back and you're like, holy shit. That's true. That was really bad. That's true. It was really bad. But yeah. Good. Glad so, um, another thing that happened for me is I hit pan in my foundation. <gasps> I know. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Look at this. So, it's L'Oreal True Match. <laughs> Sponsor me. Well, first um, of all, you should also know that she doesn't wear foundation very often. That's true. But with this new client-facing job, I mm. feel like I wear it quite a bit. Also, because my skin has been acting up. So, I'm like, that's co- just rude. Cover that shit. But yeah, no, it's true. I don't really wear it. I don't wear it every day. That's for sure. Um, it's like my little powder foundation. And I actually have had this foundation for probably like a year. Wow. But I didn't wear it because in the summer it was too light for me. Mm. So I bought it last, like last spring and it was fine. And then in the summer I got tan and I couldn't wear it anymore. So I really have only been wearing it for probably like a, two months. So I'm actually kind of surprised that I hit pan so quickly. I mean powders really aren't that deep you know what i mean well like so i have my mac one and i've had that one for probably two years and i haven't hit pan in it yet maybe l'oreal's i mean it is a drugstore so maybe they just use less product it was only like eight or nine bucks which i'm not complaining about but and it's really i actually think i like it better than my mac one oh shit it gives a little bit well it gives a little bit more coverage yeah um and i feel like the mac one makes me kind of greasy like i don't know how does that work with the powder foundation well because i think it it gives you the the luminosity or whatever, like that nice dewy look. Mm. Um, and you know, I'm not like a huge fan of that. Um, and so I think I just see it and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Well, congrats. Oh, Hitting pan snaps for you. Snaps for me. <laughs> but you know, who knows how long it'll take to actually like pan it. Yeah. Pan it. I feel like um, any, I, I hit pan on a lot of stuff, like eyeshadows especially, but I still have a shit ton of them because yeah. You just kind of dig in that middle center. You do that middle hit, center. <laughs> that middle center. You do hit pan on a lot of eyeshadows. I like, do. I can't think of a single eyeshadow. No. I can't think of a single palette that I have hit pan in at all. And you have multiple. Yeah, I don't know what it is. How does that happen? I don't know. Am I just really heavy handed? <laughs> Maybe. Well, Maybe. see, I feel like I'm really heavy handed because I'm darker. So I have to put more, like, yeah, color shadow onto, you know. You know what I mean? No, I know. Yeah, like you just need more of more of the pigment yeah. to like really pay off. But as I also feel to me, who's a pale, ghosty, white ass bitch. I also feel like I switch palettes more. Like you will use one for like a month straight. Yeah, that's true. But I like I like Even variety. I have like five colors. <laughs> I need to. Be. I'm just saying, like you like your neutrals. I do. And... I do love a good neutral palette. <laughs> Don't be wrong. I am firmly in that camp now. I wasn't for a long time, but I am now. So yeah, that was it. My so my two biggest um 
things this week are beauty related. So I hit Panaway cool. Foundation, and if anybody saw on Instagram, I bought my first diffuser. Woohoo! Oh my god. Who would have sunk it for so long? I don't need a diffuser. I don't need it. I mean, I knew I needed one, but I didn't want to commit because... It's tough. Fucking blow-drying your hair is the worst. Well, okay, it's not the worst, but it's really shitty. It takes forever. It makes your hair frizzy. Mm -hmm. All this other shit. And it's loud. (laughs) Like, what a a first world problem. (laughs) But, you know, and then finally I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm doing it. And so I did it, and I diffused my hair today. And it looks, it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. I'm Basically actually... a glowing goddess. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, well, you know. That's but, why you have an outside perspective. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it's definitely so normally, like, if I normally am, I'm a night shower, as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you so. know, uh, if I take, I normally take a shower around between 8 and 9, sometimes later if I, you know, need to. Mm-hmm. But then I plop you know, following the curly girl or whatever, I pop with a t-shirt for as long as I can. I go to sleep in my grandma's satin bonnet. So my curls are nice Dude, and I need, to, I need to get one of those. <laughs> well, even if you have straight hair, they say that it just helps mm. your hair, like, not break as, like, the breakage depletes goes down. What am I trying to say? <laughs> like, it doesn't it just break. Helps, it helps with breakage. Yeah. It also just helps it keep, it just keeps it nicer, like, shinier, mm. less breakage. So, I mean, even I want to get one. Like, mm. I do have naturally curly hair. That I never wear naturally curly, <laughs> but I straighten it a lot and then I'll curl it with a like curling wand or iron or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so even I need to invest in one. The only reason I really started doing that is because it's easier and cheaper than getting a silk pillowcase. Yeah. And you can take it with you. So like yeah. if you travel or whatever, because mm-hmm. they're like a dollar at Walmart. Yeah, I'd rather so do that. I did that. But yeah, I sleep in my grandma's satin bonnet and then the next morning I would... Sexy. I know. I would wake up when I used to have my full-time job. I would wake up at seven o'clock. And I'd go to work and my hair would still be wet probably for the majority of the morning. And even throughout the day, like, even the roots would still be, like, damp. Because you have really thick hair. I do have super thick hair. That's true. But now, in, like, 20, 30 minutes, I can have beautiful, luscious... That shit is dry ass curls. Well, it's not dry, but... Um, it's nice not, and soft. Not damp. You know. Yeah, not damp. But it's not wet. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. Anyway, so those are my two um, wins for this week. Actually, That's three, because awesome. I did all my workouts. I'm so proud of you. I know. I didn't work out once this week, so. You know, it's okay. But I also have a lot more time than you do. Well, you know. Well, for my week, I guess, well, on Monday, I was having back problems. Mm, and, nice. yeah. So, but it feels a lot better now, so that's a win. <laughs> so, I'll take that. And then, another thing, which is so irrelevant and has nothing to do with me personally, but I've been obsessed with the Instagram filters where you do quizzes like on your face. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> so I've been literally doing those yes. all week and I've done the Disney one probably a million times. Trying to get a good result. Yeah, and I've gotten good results. Like this morning <laughs> I did it randomly and I got Cinderella and I was like, fuck yeah. I've gotten Elsa a few times. But I like take it personal offense when I get like Jafar or some shit. I'm like, how dare you? Um, but yeah, I'm obsessed. Shit. And so I, <clears throat> I have, have you seen the one where it, does like what cartoon are you? No. Oh my god, we have to do it. Okay. For you. I got I, but I keep getting shitty ones. Although this morning I got Harold and I was like, hell yeah, I'm Harold. Um, so I've been obsessed with those. Although there is a new one, or at least new to me, and it's what animal are you? Mm. And every time I do it, I get some shitty animal. I get like a beetle or I get like a cockroach, <laughs> and I'm like, how dare you? Like I can clearly like on the border of the Ew. little. Uh-huh. square on the top you can see little animals right and there's cute animals on there but for some reason i keep getting shitty bugs oh my god harry potter and the audacity of this filter <laughs> there's also a harry potter one which tells you what character you I are i saw that i saw christy did it and um who did i get 
I got someone like so, someone bullshit. I think I got like um oh shit, what's her name? You know, pink pink lady. <gasps> Umbridge. Umbridge, yeah. Ew. I was blanking on her name for a minute and I was like <gasps> Like, I get real pissed when I get someone shitty. I, like, my face in the videos, I'm like, well, you can't see it, but um, it's not a cute face. Dude, I pissed. did the Disney one to Chris, and he got Ariel. <gasps> yeah! <laughs> I definitely just said his name, but that's fine. That's, well, there's about 20 million Chris's out in the world. That's true. And so. I think I did it to myself, but I can't remember who I got. I want to say I got, like, Aladdin or someone. Well, I'm, like, rude. I mean, Aladdin's good. Yeah, I, but I'm a, I'm a girl. Yeah, I know. I, can, I do get men a lot, though, on mine. I posted one mm. on Instagram. Like, I don't normally post them. I just do them for myself, and then I delete them. Yeah. But I did post one when I got Cinderella, maybe? I can't remember who I did. Uh, he commented on it and was like, just did, like, the laughing things. I was like, you need to do it. And he's like, no, Elo did it for me. And um, I can't remember who I was, though. And I was like, Liar! a shame. Liar. But, he was Ariel, and I know that shit. I have the tea. That's awesome. That is that's the perfect. tea. Yeah. So, really, those are the two main things I've been doing this week. They have been very entertaining for me. <laughs> yeah, just anytime I'm bored, I'm just sitting there, like, doing these random quizzes. Doing it over, over and, and over. over. <laughs> um, well, well, now there's so many, too. Like, mm. there's a, which Sim- Simpsons character are you? Which, I don't really watch The Simpsons, but I still do it. Mm. And every time I've gotten a man. and like Every the, time? Every time. I've only done it, like, two or three times mm. for that one. Rude. So, yeah. Oh, my God. So, not much has been going on. Bunch of boring work stuff. Oh, so that's good mm. because we're talking about work today. I know Ew. we really are. Ew. But nobody wants to talk about work. What um kind of wine are we drinking today? Well, it's yours. Okay. So do you want to tell the peoples? Okay, I will tell the people. So we're drinking the two people. Yeah, we'll drink. <laughs> we're what we are drinking Tanglewood by E V Vineyards. It's like just the Blanc. letters E V. Yeah, it just says E V. Okay. It's a Sauvignon Blanc. It says, this medium-bodied wine features subtle aromas of peaches and crisp apples. It displays flavors of lemon zest and tangy apricot and has a clean, well-balanced finish. I like it. And then on the back, it actually says, this wine is great as an aperitif and goes great with vegetable and fruit salads, lightly seasoned chicken dishes, and medium-weighted fish dishes. That makes sense. Most whites, they say chicken fish. Or fish dishes. That's a really hard phrase to say. Fish dishes. Fish, fish dishes. dishes. Yeah, that is. Tough. Anyway. Say it five times fast. I wouldn't say I'm getting peach. Your nerves. But then it displays flavors of lemon zest and tangy apricot. I mean, it's, it's nice. I like it. it is I wouldn't and, say I get that either. It's light and crisp, which I always enjoy in a wine. It's true. It's actually a really nice wine. It has a nice flavor, but I don't know if I would say it's any of those things that it was described at. Where'd you get it from? Um, my friend who threw the New Year's party actually gave it to me. Oh. When I went to pick up my stuff finally last weekend, um, she asked me if I wanted it because she doesn't drink wine. And mm. I was like, of course. You're like, I'll definitely take of that. Of course I want this wine. How sweet. Well... That makes it even better because it was a gift. Yeah, it was. I was just wondering like how much it cost. It, it almost has like a scent of like sugar, like candied fruit. Maybe. Interesting. I know. It's good though. I I like it's it. quite good. I like it. It's very nice. Yeah, it's nice and light like you if said. I, ever, I don't know if I've ever seen that like at our local grocers. I don't know. <laughs> your local grocer. Um, I don't know who bought it or where it came from, but I would assume from around here. It's I drink it. It's again. an okay wine. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't say it's great, but it's not terrible. I've definitely had worse. That's that is so true. I definitely true. have had worse as well. So something we need to probably backtrack a bit on is how we know each other. Yeah. <laughs> because we were so enthralled last week with the debut episode. The debut that we didn't really say much about 
Our history. Our life together. Our history together. Our life together. Um, my hetero life mate. Actually, you're not a... my hetero life mate, Frank? Wait. I just realized he says that in the movie, but they're both dudes. So wouldn't that be homo? Well, I think he means... Oh. Well, maybe he means... Well, because it's a head. Well, it's not really a hetero relationship, right? Because they're both guys, but maybe he, he clearly maybe. means it in like a platonic yeah. way. But that's not the correct verbiage. Is I'm it? gonna look look up hetero life partners <laughs> and see what comes up. Okay, while you're doing that, I'm gonna go into a little bit of our history. <laughs> Two extremely close friends or partners of the same gender. Oh, of the same gender. Yeah, that's what it even says. though it says hetero. Well, this is under the tvtropes.org. Oh. So it's talking about TV. Okay. It says, two extremely close friends or partners of the same gender who are as close or closer than a romantic couple. They Ooh. aren't romantically linked, but they might suffer withdrawals from not being around each other. Ah! <laughs> there might be much drama over a potential breakup. Oh my God. That is so us. Yeah. All right. So, so definitely... I guess that is the right term, but I, okay. I know I know where you're coming from because yeah. technically if you're... Off the top, it didn't sound right. Yeah. But I never really thought about it until just now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But if you've never seen the movie Stick It, you definitely should because it's wonderful and there's an, uh, that's what we're talking about. It's that true. Movie. Okay, well, in that sense, you're definitely my hetero life mate. Totally. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> so, let's see. So, Jessica and I met... I'm oh, sorry, I said your full name. I mean, I mean I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Jessica and I met when we were freshmen in high school. We were in choir together. Oh, my God. Singing oh my God. our little lungs out. We really did. And we have been inseparable ever since. <laughs> well, that's not entirely true. No. But, like, every year in high school, we would always have at least one class together. So, we knew each other. So, it was... Like, and we were friends. <laughs> friends. I said that real... We were friends. Um, I swear. I swear we were. But then our the summer before our senior year. Oh my god. Should we age ourselves? No. Oh, well, we already did. We already I guess that's true. Summer 06. Summer 06. We, I don't know what really happened, but we just spent that whole, ended up spending that whole summer together and that's when we became best know. friends. That's true. We had a little group that always hung out mm. and we would just, that whole summer we just... <laughs> well, because there was that, like, well, before, even before then, I went to ACC. Yeah. And we lived together. Yeah. For, we had a falling out. We did, <laughs> because of some rude bitch. That's true. We're not going to name And a rude man bitch. <laughs> yeah. No names will be said, but essentially, I moved out before yeah. our lease was up. That's true. But we we reconciled, like, six months later. That's true. Not even. Because we couldn't stay away. I know. Well, we realized... That basically this person had wedged this thing between us to get closer to Elo. That's true. Because, yeah. And so it was just all a big misunderstanding, essentially, and in the past. That's another topic for another day. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, so then I went off to college. Mm -hmm. Became an adult. Mm, I wouldn't say. (laughs) Would we say I'm even an adult now? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Me neither. But then I stayed in San Marcos after college for work. And then, about three years ago... Mm where Elo was working, mm-hmm. I got a job there. So we worked together these last three years up until the very beginning of December, end oh, of November. Yeah. We left. So straight out of, so Jessica went the traditional route. Straight out of high school, she went to college and I didn't. Well, okay, that's a lie. I went to college for like a year, part time. I wasn't a full time student and I fucking hated it. But I got lucky enough and I got a full time job down at a bank. I worked there up, like she said, up until this past, the end of this past year. And so I was lucky and fortunate to work there long enough that I worked my way up through the company. And yeah, at one point 
we had an opening and Jessica said I wanted to get out of retail and so I sent her their resume and she joined me three years ago where she currently still resides. Yes. But I do not reside there anymore. Nope. So that is like a perfect segue. Yeah. Into today's topic, which we're going to be dealing with jobs Mm. slash careers, I guess. Boo. Jobs suck. I, I think I said this last time, like, literally, if people could get paid for sitting on their ass and doing nothing, they absolutely would. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I definitely would. I would, for sure. I would take that That's, job. I mean, that's sort of what, like, universal income is, right? Basic, universal basic income, kind of. Like, if everyone was just paid. Yeah, like, I think can- Canada talked about doing it, where everyone, everybody in, like, over 18 or whatever just gets $1,000 a month. Is it 1000 Somewhere in there. Somewhere in that range. And so, like, you can also have a job on top of that, but that way you're taken care of, for the most part, probably. But, like, I'm assuming that would cover, like, a basic apartment and, like, electricity. I'm not really sure. I I heard about it maybe, like, a year or two ago, but I don't think they've ever actually, like... Well, also, if that's Canadian dollars, that's probably, like, 12, 1300 here. I thought theirs was lower. I thought it was more. I don't know. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about dealing with jobs and getting into all that mess. Because jobs are messy, even if you don't want them to be, I feel. I mean, it's There's it's always going to come with some kind of drama. Even if you work at the best place, there's going to be drama. Even if it's not between you and someone, there's going to be drama between someone and there's someone drama else. drama all the time. It's like so, being in high school. Yeah, that's but true. But everyone's, well, most people are, like, older. They should be adults. It's really sad. Yeah. But I guess let's start off by talking about what was your first job. My first job... <laughs> I worked at a dog grooming salon. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I worked at a dog grooming salon, and honestly, like, I had no business being there. Like, I was only, like, 14, 15 years old, I think, when I got the job. And I was, like, a shitty worker because it was my first You're job. You're a child, basically. Yeah. I mean, I got better, you know, as time went on. But I was a kid, so I just didn't, you know, I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. I did a good, I mean, I feel like I did a good job. But looking back, I'm like, mm, I, don't, I don't know if I did. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I worked there for many years, actually. I think I worked there until I was a senior. Wow. I was like, so probably like two years, and then I quit. What was your first job? I worked, well, I mean, I used to babysit, if we want to call that oh. a job. Well, I did that too, but I didn't yeah. that. But it, it wasn't for very long, and I wasn't I wasn't even living in Texas at the time, so that's mm. irrelevant. Irrelevant. But um, my first job was at a Red Robin, but when I applied, they had already filled all the serving and hostess positions. So I ended up becoming what they called a rock and Rhonda and I helped them open a, a new location. Mm. Um, so it was kind of a cool job cause we helped like send out these invites for stuff. We helped kind of like prep the whole restaurant, I guess. And then we got to try all these foods cause obviously the cooks were learning how to make mm. the certain burgers and all that stuff. So we got to try all those different things. And I did end up staying there after they opened for a while, kind of as a hostess. But I think I only worked there for like six months, probably. Mm. Um, and then I got a job at a different restaurant. What happened to Red Robin? Because I remember that when you worked out, it was so good. It was really good. And I don't know, like the location I worked at is now a different restaurant. Mm. And they have a new location that's literally right down the street. Yeah. So I don't know what is going on with that restaurant. I haven't been into one. Well, I went into one like six months ago, a completely different location um, on the opposite side of town. And I mean, it was fine, but I don't remember Red Robin was such a thing for a while. Like, that was the place to go get burgers. Mm-hmm. 
if you weren't going for like more of like a Nicer. local place. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, like, like a chain. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like they have fallen off. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Red Robin. Not that you're listening to this. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it was a fun, a fun first, first job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you went to a different restaurant, and you were there for many years. Many years. Yeah, I was a host, and then I became a server, mm-hmm. and I was there for a long time. Now, is there more money in hosting or serving? Serving, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, you you can get some tips as a hostess, like if you do take orders and stuff, mm-hmm. but there's so much more money to be made. You you make an hourly wage as a hostess, and you mm-hmm. do as a server, too, but it's like... The, at least the restaurant I worked at was like two thirteen an hour, so basically nothing. Yeah. But you just lived off of tips. But you, I could make so much more in tips than I would. Yeah. Just hostessing. So. Do you think because you know there's that big movement where people think they should we should get rid of tipping? Do you believe? Well, because in, in a lot of countries there isn't tipping. Right. Yeah. I think is the U.S. the only place that. The U.S. is one of the only places. I'm sure there's other places, but the U.S. is a big. The largest. A, a predominant one of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean. I wouldn't mind, but the problem with that is, is if they do, well, because, it, like, restaurants have different degrees of, like, niceness. <laughs> That's yeah. not the right term. But, um, you know, obviously you have really fancy restaurants where mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, can be upwards of $50 a plate or whatever. So, I mean, are they going to do something generic where it's, like, all servers are going to make, like, this much or minimum wage or this much more? Or are they going to actually be able to change it. I don't know. I think it just depends on what they decide that servers would make an hour. Personally, I like True. tips because even though you do get shitty people who don't tip, I used to get a lot of like Jesus pamphlets back in the day that in, in place of tips and that was really infuriating. There's also those people who, you know, I remember a few times I worked at like a diner style place. So stuff wasn't very expensive. I remember one guy had like his total meal was like 10 bucks and he gave me 10 bucks as a tip. Yeah. So it's like he basically gave me a hundred percent tip. Right. So it's like I mean you can you get people kind of to varying degrees and mm-hmm. your average tip. So I mean there's there's nights where I used to work a lot of doubles and there'd be days where I'd leave with like a hundred hundred fifty bucks. That's a lot of money. Um, considering and this was also years ago. So I don't know now it might be a little different, but I mean considering that your that place that you worked was not fancy well yeah i mean it's not fancy but it's always busy mm-hmm. i mean i don't think i've ever been in there when you didn't have at least like a couple tables yeah so i mean you could have a slow night you still would have like a good yeah i would probably... normally like i i would say average i left with like at least 50 bucks a night that's pretty good um and you know being a student at the time mm-hmm. it was great i mean i worked there when we lived in our apartment together and i paid for that apartment yeah by myself which at the time i think was like my portion was maybe like 500 bucks. Yeah, I think it was. Because I think that. it was like 800 and split between the two of us. And then, yeah. you know, plus like electricity, electricity. And stuff. So, but I was able to live off that. And I don't remember like struggling too much. Yeah. Um, we so also yeah, had no. very little expenses back then too. That's true. <laughs> like I didn't pay my car insurance or my cell phone. Yeah. Like little things like that. That. Yeah. Or your car, right? Um, I don't know. I might have been paying my car. I don't you remember. the Mazda? Or the Honda. I had the bug at the time. Oh, the bug. Yeah. Oh, you had the bug. bug. R.I.P. Oh. I loved that bug, oh even God. if it was a shit show. Um, but anyway, so, I mean, I I really enjoyed being a server, actually. Mm. Like, I mean, there's definitely days where I didn't. But for the most part, I really like interacting with people, and it was a fun way to do it. And the locate, the where I worked at, there was a lot of great people that I worked with, mm-hmm. so that really helped as well, so... That's true. I mean, if your coworkers are shitty, you're going to have a shitty time. Yeah, exactly. And that's true of, like, any job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always had a great time working with the people I worked with, so... Mm-hmm. 
I also feel like service industry is so different now that I'm kind of in it, you know? I don't know. Being a server, though, I think everyone should be a server at some point in their life, whether it's, you know, bartending, actually serving food, um, even being a hostess because you're still in Mm -hmm. a service um, job. I think it it really helps anybody because there are people where you can definitely tell they've never had to either work or work in that type of environment. Mm -hmm. And it's just... Yeah, service industry and retail are the two jobs or industries, I guess, that should be worked in by everyone. Yeah. Because you really learn not only to respect, like, the workers, but just, like, other things, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you. so, like, when we go out, even though I've never really worked, I've never worked, like, a service industry job, like, traditionally, like, a server or anything. But, you know, like, I'm always trying to, like, keep my plate clean or just, yeah. you know, not make, like, a fucking mess. It's a respect oh, thing. It is. You just learn to respect those people. It's so frustrating. Um, and, you know, I hear this quote often. It's, it's if you want to know a true, like, say you're on a date or say you are meeting a new friend or someone's family or whatever it may be, and you don't know that person, look at the way they treat service industry people, and right. that's how you can tell what type of person they are. Mm. Because there's just people that are so rude to people. And most of the time, it's not even about something that they can change that they did. It's, like, a policy or, right. you know, like, something totally it escapes them like you know yeah. the power goes out and they're like well, i'm not gonna eat my food and it's like of course you're fucking not like our <laughs> ovens don't work or whatever yeah like do you so, want me to serve you a raw food so you have if to you go... want a salad yeah they're like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah so. i mean it's really unfortunate you know that it even takes that like that people can't just respect other people without walking a mile in their shoes or whatever mm-hmm. um it's really sad that we're even at that point but unfortunately it's yeah. really true yeah and that goes for retail as well i mean you know you like if you go to um, like a store during Christmas, it's just like oh, it's a shit show. A damn bomb went off, and I'm like, like the other day I went to preparing, like just buying groceries or whatever. Like I saw this guy knock a packet of sugar, like a big ass thing of sugar, off the shelf, and he like didn't even pick it up. He just walked right by it, and I'm like, dude, come on, like yeah, common decency. Like- seriously, it's really horrible. Like, but you know that, you know, I don't know. That's never gonna change, yeah. unfortunately, as much as it should. So. But a little history is like, so I went from restaurant industry working those jobs. Um, and I also worked for a summer at a sushi restaurant. Mm. And then I went from that to retail as like I worked in a shoe store and then I worked in a quite large um, retail store. Re- retail store. Yeah. And um, I worked my way up there from cashier to manager. Woo. And then now I work at a bank. Yeah. So that's my history. Why don't you say your history real quick? And then so we can... like I said, I started at the dog groomer. Then I worked... Oh my God, where did I work after that? I guess I was like a personal assistant, administrative assistant for this lady. That was horrible. Therapist, right? Yeah. Um, she was a therapist. And then... After that, I worked at PacSun mm. for, like, not even a summer. Like, I worked there for, like, a couple months. And literally the same day that I got hired at PacSun, I had my interview at the bank. And so I worked both for a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. I worked both for a while. And, yeah, after working at the bank for full time and then trying to go work at PacSun and in the mall, um, I was like, like screw this. Jobs. Yeah, so I quit the mall job. I quit PacSun. And then I worked at the bank for all these years, and then only recently did I start working at the bar. Mm-hmm. That was a couple months ago, and then, then I left the bank job for the bar job. I know that sounds crazy, and trust me, it was crazy. It was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you've never been fired from a job. I have you? kind of have. <laughs> 
So the therapist I worked for, um, I was let go from that job, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. So basically what happened was I, like I said, it was like her personal assistant, kind of administrative assistant sort of thing. Um, it kind of, she kind of blurred the line a bit, which I was too young to realize, like she probably shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. Um, but she was also just like a one woman show. She only, only, excuse me. She only had one other person working for her as like her accountant sort Mm -hmm. of like finance person. So I was like, it was just like us three. And so she would send me on all these errands and like, I would like pick up her dry cleaning and all the like typical like bitch office bitch stuff that, you know, is always like in movies and stuff. And whenever she would send me, she would send me like with her credit card. So I would sign her name. Mm -hmm. So one day like her, I needed to get paid. So I signed a check Mm -hmm. and she found out and got pissed at me and, let me go because I had turned in my resignation letter like the day before Mm. and the next day I came into work and she was like yeah you know you were done here you forged a check and I'm like you wrote the check but you didn't sign it Mm -hmm. I signed it I didn't really I still fail to see how it's different if I signed her credit cards I was signing documents for her like I was signing Mm -hmm. all this other stuff for her which in she didn't her have name a problem with. Yeah. that she didn't have a problem with, but then suddenly, because I did a check, I don't know, man. Like, I probably am in the wrong, but that's the only job I've ever been. Like, I feel like probably both of you were. She shouldn't been. Ha- she shouldn't have had. She shouldn't have had you do all of the the signing of stuff. What she should have done, if she wanted to go about it the right way, was get you your own corporate credit card with your own name, so you could sign your name but still use the same account. Right. And it would have been the same thing. I mean, um, and then you weren't forging documents, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. And like I said, to this day, I really don't see a problem with it. Because, yeah, if she wasn't going to take the time to sort of, like, you know, mm-hmm. put me on, like, my own card or even just put me as, like, an authorized user or whatever so I could sign my own name. But, again, I was young. I didn't really I didn't really know any better. And that's not really an excuse, but I was, like, I don't know, 17 no i was probably like 18 19 mm-hmm. um You're so still so young like You're yeah gonna... i mean i didn't i i didn't really i didn't understand the gravity of the situation mm-hmm. so that's the only job that i've ever been like quote unquote fired from and for a long time i still ha- that was like one of my work i had to put it on my resume because mm-hmm. like i'd only worked like three jobs mm-hmm. and then finally i'm sure she was giving me bad references because i applied for all these jobs and i didn't get them and then as soon as i took her off i got the job at paxon mm-hmm. so i was like fuck you <laughs> Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, what about you? Have you ever been fired from a job? I've never been fired from a job. Oh, you're such a good little angel. Mm, I know. I've left jobs. I've left jobs. I always put in my two weeks. Mm. I'm not one of those people that can just be like, fuck you and leave. Yeah. Even though I've wanted to (laughs) sometimes. But I don't know. I've I've been pretty lucky in the sense that like a lot of the place, basically every place I've worked, I've made really good friends. um, Or at least at the time, like I had a really good system of like people around me that I worked with. So that really helped with the job experience, but I've never been fired from anything. If anything, I've moved up in quite a few jobs pretty quickly, which is weird. I don't know that sounds weird to say, but it's, true. it's happened. So yeah, so luckily never been fired, but That's I've left good. a few jobs. So what, so as far as like people you worked with, have you ever had bad coworkers? I know you have. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course I have had Many a bad coworker. God, I could go on all day about it. I mean, I was bitching about it earlier at lunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the more important thing would be like, how do you deal with bad coworkers, managers, customers, oh God. whatever? Well, customers are easy most of yeah. the time. Well, they also leave That's at a certain true. point, so it really helps. Yeah, most of the time, customers you can just kind of like assage them until mm-hmm. they're you know satisfied and they can they kind of like you said they just they take off. 
you know, most of the time it's kind of just like, oh, let me talk to my manager. And then, you know, oh, I'm sorry, policy states this. And then, of course, they'll get pissed and want to talk to your manager, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So, you know, unfortunately, like, you kind of just have to sit there and take it for a little while. Yeah. Hopefully it won't be long, but a lot of, like, if you have a good manager, which is pretty rare, hopefully, like, once the customer leaves, they'll sort of, like, back you up and say, like, oh, you did, you know, like, you're fine. Like, you followed policy. That's all you can do, especially when you're yeah. not management. You kind of are bound by, like, whatever your manager says. So even yeah. if you say, like, okay, it's policy. I can't give you this for free or whatever. But then your manager comes and says, no, we can do that. Like, that's not really your fault, yeah. you know. So it's kind of easy when you're sort of, like, a low-level, entry-level, mm-hmm. like, position. But, I mean, with coworkers, shit, I mean, pff. Yeah. Most of the time, I try to just, like, ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably exactly. not a good thing. Well, I mean, the only problem, you can definitely confront situations with coworkers, but the only problem with that is, is if the air doesn't clear after the conversation, like you still have to work with that person. So I'm also not a very, unless I have to be, I don't like to be confrontational with people. Mm. So I kind of do the same thing where I just, I just deal with it and I, (laughs) you deal with it. I deal with it. (laughs) Um, And I just try to, to let go, you know, what I have most of the time, what will happen is I'll lose respect for that person. And so I'll... I'll be professional with them and I'll talk to them regarding work stuff, but anything besides that, I, I just kind of, I don't want to say ignore them because I don't, but I just don't include them in, yeah. in things. Yeah, you have nothing to say to them. Exactly. You're just like, whatever. So, but going back to what you're saying about managers, because when I was a manager at, in a retail store, I would always try to back up mm-hmm. the person, like my my worker. Right. That sounds weird, but yeah. the person who, Your employee. most of the time, is, unless they were in the wrong like because and you know that and that happened, but if they were doing something according to policy, um, really, and we were talking about this in the car, but I hate the notion in customer service that the customer is always right because that's definitely not true. <laughs> and there's so many, I mean, there's so many instances where I can go into how many times customers are not right. But so I always try to back up someone I work with, like because mm-hmm. you know when I when I was a manager and they would be like, I need to speak to your manager. Right. You know, you get the Karen that would come in. The Karen. <laughs> the Karen. <laughs> and um, I don't know, like people will just, they'll lie. They will say the meanest things to you because they're upset. Mm-hmm. Um, or just because they're trying to make you upset and they want you to get rid of them. Right. And I hate that because there's so many people that were so, you know, so they wanted to return something and was past the time or whatever the issue would have been. There were so many people that were really gracious about it and they were like, I understand. But then you get those people who are nasty and most of the time you give them what you want because they're being nasty. Right. And I hate that because it's really like the person should be rewarded for being nice. But right. Because they're being nice. Right. You can do what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. So, it's really an unfair situation, particularly in retail, because... Mm-hmm. Those people are then taught, okay, if I'm a bitch to everyone, then I will get what I want. Yeah. You know, it's reinforcing negative behavior. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I mean, the only manager management job I had was my last one at the bank, which I left. Um, and at first I was kind of like, I don't want to say like brainwashed, but I kind of was taught, I, that was my first management job. So I was sort of was just like thrown to the wolves, like figure it out kind of thing. Um, I didn't have a lot of guidance and the person that was guiding me was, not good but um so at first i think i had a bit of a rocky start you know i had a couple of of direct reports that we i didn't really get along with and like shit went down you know and Mm -hmm. once i sort of took a step back and was able to like look at look at what like the true problem was like i was able to say okay you know what like i was in the wrong like as far as the job is concerned they were in the wrong as far as the 
the way I approached it, I was mm-hmm. in the wrong. So, you know, I apologize to that person. It didn't help because the damage was done. But, you know, and that's fine. I mean, I probably would do the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'd probably be like, screw you. Like, you know, you don't respect me or whatever. Um, and, she, like, she's totally allowed to feel that way. But after that, I really started to change my perspective of, like, okay, like, what well, kind of like you were saying. Like, you need to back up your people because you're all on the same team. Mm-hmm. And, like, reprimanding that within reason. Yeah. Reprimanding them on something minor is not helping them. Like mm-hmm. then they just feel bad or you know, maybe they don't feel bad and they just get resentful. Mm-hmm. It's much easier or not easier, but it's much more productive. Productive. Yeah. yeah, productive to sort of say, you know, like I understand why you did this. However, Next policy time, states yeah. we have to do it this way. And you know, I would always tell my people like, you know, if the, if you come up with a different way and like it's better and it's more efficient, like absolutely bring it to me like let's see if we can incorporate it and that's what a manager should do yeah because and that's how you know the difference between a shit manager and a good manager is because you know you don't have to implement stuff that people recommend but the fact that you even take the time to listen and you know recognize that maybe they have an idea and maybe it's better than what has been going on in the past Mm. like that's and i don't know there's just been so many shitty people who won't even listen to anything Um, and luckily right now the person I work for, he's really good about, you know, listening to what I have to say, even though I'm like not even at his level nowhere near, Yeah. but But it's, it's just, that's how you, I think that's how you can recognize that you have, you work under a good person is because they're willing to like just listen to what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And if it is a really good idea, they'll implement it. And if not, they'll be like, I think it's great that you you are trying to come up with a better solution, but unfortunately this, this, and this, it won't work or whatever, Yeah, you know? I know. And at the bank, especially like there's so many regulations and hoops Mm -hmm. that you have to jump through that I understand that it's hard to implement new things. But I mean, like I said, like if somebody has a good idea, it's a good idea. Like it's worth looking into at the very least. I agree. You know, and sort of like put it on the back burner for later, especially with like all the new technology that's coming out. Like some of the things that we used to do there, like, why are we still doing it this way? Yeah, you know? no, I agree. And it's it kills me because when I was in management, I was just middle. I had a direct, like I had a supervisor who was the head of our department. And of course she was, she didn't want to hear any of it. She mm-hmm. didn't give a shit about anybody but herself. And that's hard. Yeah, that is hard. <laughs> It's really hard to work for. And that's ultimately... That's ultimately why I left, yeah. for sure, because, you know, it's a Which long boo-hooed story. my little heart. I know, I know. But that's part of the reason, you know, from the death of my career... Um, the phoenix rises from the ashes and the podcast was born so you know basically you can't be mad at it i mean you can i'm a little mad at it i mean i'm mad at it in the sense like i don't see you every day well i mean i see you a lot but um (laughs) i don't see you every day at work i guess i should for sure but but i will say so with this job the reason i got it basically i mean like hopefully like my credentials and my personality when I interviewed or whatever helped (laughs) I would like to say that I'm amazing oh my god I feel like resumes and like your education like education resumes your experience like unfortunately like in in this day and age I feel like they're way less important than they used to be Mm. and I feel like it's I don't want to say nepotism but it's through connections it's through who you know and that's how you get jobs oh yeah because there's I mean specifically at the job at the bank um, so many people get their job there because they know people. Yeah. And I mean, it was kind of the same way at, in the retail jobs I worked. Like, you know, a lot of times like we would interview, you know, cashiers or salespeople and they were people's friends of people who already worked there. And I mean, yeah, like there'd be a few times we get people from like, 
you know, ads or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say ads, but like, you know, um, like indeed right. things. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I really think it's about who you know. There's so many kids coming out of college right now looking for jobs and people wonder why they're not getting them. And it's like, yeah, I think it helps having connections. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's how I got my job. At, that's how I got my job at the bank. Mm-hmm. I started from the very bottom and I worked my way up to management. But yeah, I mean, because my I knew someone who's a family friend and mm-hmm. she had worked there for like 15 years. So she got me the job. And I mean, I know there's definitely outliers to that. There are people who just work their butts off and network and have this amazing resume and maybe not even the experience, but Mm. they've just worked so hard in college or, you know, internships or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. But I just feel that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely. It's less and less that and it's more and more about who you know. I definitely have had a hard time since leaving the bank finding another full time job because I'm I don't have. Well, okay. So I have experience, but that was my main job. I worked there for 12, almost 12 years, but I didn't go to college. So I just have a high school degree and immediately people see that and they're just like, nope, like next one. Which on is to the stupid because you're probably smarter than a lot of the kids I went to college with. I mean, well, thank you. But I mean, a cool. lot, but it's just like you were saying, there's so many people coming out of college with like, even if it's like a bachelor's that's completely unrelated to the job that you're applying for, like they they take that as, like, it's better. Yeah. Which I'm not saying... I'm not trying to downplay those people, you know. They worked really hard to get where they are. But it sucks because I'm having... I feel like that is the main thing that's hindering me from Mm -hmm. finding another full-time job. Because I have the experience... Well, if I apply for another bank job, I have tons of experience. But I just... on Like, on paper, I look like shit. But I interview really well. Mm -hmm. So if I can just, like... I just feel like if I could just get an interview, I got it. But, yeah. like, a lot of times well, I can't even get a freaking email back saying yes or no. Oh, yeah, they won't email you It's back. insane. They just yeah. ghost you. Yeah. It's an, but ugh, it's I even, I feel like, because, I mean, I have a bachelor's degree, and I feel like even with that, mm. it's hard because there's just yeah. so many people that just have a bachelor's degree. Right. Maybe having a master's helps, but that's just, that's, like, insane. that's so much schooling. Seriously. You have to do in order, and, like, you're not going to make the money to make it up. Like, it's just so ridiculous. I don't. So I think unless you go into, like, a specialized um, field, mm-hmm. like, for example, uh, my brother's an attorney. Mm. So, like, that, I think, helped because he went school for that specific, to school for that specifically. Right. And then he was able to get a job in that field. So Yeah, the problem with specialized degrees, though, is that those fields are so competitive. It's true. At least with an attorney, with a JD, I believe it is, mm-hmm. when you graduate. Master's of... Yeah, when you... When you're an attorney, like, it is a specialized field, but it's so broad because they have so many, um, I want to say denominations, but that's not like right. fields. Yeah, like fields, because, you know, there's, like, criminal, civil, all that other stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Environmental, yeah. So, I feel like attorneys less so, it is still a specialized field, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it's competitive as well. But, you know, when you get into something crazy like marine biology of, like, amoebas or something, yeah. like, those fields are so specialized that then, like, you're fucked either way. Like, mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah, great. Now you have this really great degree. You know, you you went to college for something that you're passionate about. Maybe you got your PhD. Um, I'm sorry. Maybe you got your master's and then your PhD. And yeah, that's cool. Like you're doing what you love, but you can't. Even, you have to work at you know like Target. Nothing wrong with working at Target, but you know like you want to work in your field, but you can't because yeah. it's just so like small. Yeah. And it's it's a great position if you can get one, but you know I see people on Reddit all the time bitching about that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're and piled then, with mountains of debt and they can't find yeah. a job. Well, that's I think that's the problem, too, is like, you know, I envy you in a way that you didn't go to college because it's like I have 
a monumental amount of student debt. Yeah. And it's like, has it really helped? Has has my degree really helped me do anything? Not really. Yeah. Like, I think it helped in the sense of like, it definitely gave me a leg up for this job. Mm. But I mean, I also didn't go to school for finance. So it's True. just, I don't know. Like, I am, I think our schooling is way too expensive for the job market right now. Totes. And I just, I don't, I don't agree with it. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't I, fucking like it. And <laughs> we hate you. Yeah. No, I mean, I totally but, agree. But, I mean, networking – or, yeah, networking is important, and mm-hmm. I agree with what you're saying because, like, yeah. I even tried – so, like, we have some clients that come into the job into the bar that I work at, and she said they were hiring, and I applied, and I haven't heard back from her because I was hoping that, like, you know, I'll get a little bit. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I was kind of – I wouldn't say I was, like, punching above my weight for that um, for that job. Because that Yeah, for that position, but, you know – I think I was jumping yeah. the gun a little bit, but still, like, I'm trying to work all the angles because I'm, I'm dying. I need a job. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's hard out there for a pimp. And you can't, <laughs> and you can't, like, even just not have a job. Yeah, no, you can't. Like, you have to have something. If you're lucky enough not to be able, like, not to have to work, you're not looking for like, work. Savor like, savor that. Yeah. <laughs> even if it's just for, like, a month and you're, I don't know, like, you got lucky and you... Have some extra savings or something. Just savor yeah. the fact that you don't have to like, you don't have to hustle. That hustle. That hustle, that man. Side hustle. Just kidding. I know, dude. It's not a side hustle. It needs to be a real hustle. <laughs> but see, the side hustles, they really, I think a lot of times it doesn't. Well, I don't know. This is speaking strictly from my personal experience, which is very little. Um, like your side hustle, people want to like do something they're passionate about. That's true. But it doesn't always pay the bills. No. So it's like. You know, it I might hear, in the long run, I guess. But. I hear, like, there's this one podcast I listen to that they always talk about, oh, just follow your passions and you'll make it. Just follow your passions and, you know, like, you'll, you know, it's cliche, but, like, yeah, you'll but never... Yeah, that's the exception, not the rule. I, I agree. Think. And I feel like I get where they're coming from. Like, I understand it's a great thing to follow your passion. But then it's like, dude, yo, I gotta eat. Like, yeah, just finish it. <laughs> you know, or I gotta, like, pay my rent or whatever. Yeah. And it sucks because, like... I feel like if we kind of, like, abolish the school, like, the college debt, like, if mm-hmm. college was free for everyone. Or, like, way cheaper. Or even way cheaper. I understand that you need to pay for it. Yeah. But, I mean, I keep seeing these articles that talking about how college in, like, the 50s and 60s, people could get, students could get summer jobs, and those summer jobs, like, if they saved up from those, those would pay for their next school year. That's insane. And, I mean, I'm sure that was, again, like, an average. It wasn't everybody. Right. And it depends on, like, where you went to school and stuff. Nowadays, college is, like, eight times more expensive than it was back then. Mm. So, it's, people are leaving school with these huge amounts of debt. So, even if you can network and you can afford to network, if you can spend the time doing it to get a job that you really want... Mm-hmm. It, it's harder to do. So a lot of people are using like the connections they have, hopefully if they have some. Yeah. Um, to get jobs where they can actually like afford to live off of. Cause unfortunately a lot, you know, a lot of, um, I mean, which, uh, serving jobs can be different because you can technically make enough to survive off of those, but sometimes they don't have great benefits or, or any, any benefits. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, sometimes they can't make enough to live off of. Um, I don't know. So it's, it's just like, it's such a, the job field, the <clears throat> career market right now is just so all over the place. And I think so many things mm-hmm. need to change in order for it to get better. 
Yeah. I mean, especially here in Austin, like we have an unemployment rate that's like, I think it's like 2%. Like it's mm-hmm. really low. Mm-hmm. So like the market here is really... I think the national right now is like 4%. Yeah. Like here in Austin, like it's really hard to find a job. Mm-hmm. A full-time one, I, I should say. Yeah. Like part-time ones, I mean, are pretty easy because they don't have to offer you benefits and all that stuff. Well, in Austin too, there's, um, we have a pretty, like we have a good, like, housing market right now as well. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's definitely getting higher because of all the people that are moving here, but a lot of people are moving here because it's, it's one of the best cities in my opinion. It's cheaper to live here than a lot of other States. Mm. And so people are flocking here and that again, like affects the job market. So I don't know. Totally. It's it's a lot of different things, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, those dudes that I listen to, like they do YouTube as like their main job Mm -hmm. or like, that's where they started, and then obviously they've expanded out because, like, now they have the podcast and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when they say that kind of stuff, I'm like, you know, that's great, but you are absolutely the ex- exception. exception. And they always postulate – oh, that was a big word. Uh-huh. It's another word. I know. They always – is that the right word? Po- that's that's it, right? Postulate – it doesn't matter. They always say that, um, like, if you just work hard enough, like, it'll pay off. And I mean, yeah. that's that's right. Oh. Suggest or assume the existence, fact, or truth of something uh-huh. as a basis of, for reasoning, discussion, or belief. Your mom would be so proud oh, of me. Bitch. Oh, we are going to tell her. <laughs> We're going to be like, guess the $50 words. That oh, my God. <laughs> but um, no, she, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I get what they're saying. Hard work will absolutely get you far, you know, but you Unfortunately, can't... it might not get you, like, your dream... Not only that, but, like, you can't work hard if your foot's not even at the door. Yeah. You know, like, you have to get your foot in the door first, kind of like when you started with us. Like, before you even started, I told them, like, because you started in, like, a lower-end position. Mm -hmm. And I told them, like, okay, this is not where she needs to be. She needs to be in this other department. Like, that's where she really shines. And, you know, obviously it pays better, too. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to do the homie hookup. I appreciate that. Yeah, but they were like, okay, you're kind of jumping the gun here. We haven't even met this girl. And I'm like, I get that, but y'all will quickly see what I mean. Because you worked client-facing jobs. You were a server, and then you worked in retail. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're good at. Like, you're a nice, personable person. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Tell me more that I love about... I should be excited about myself. You know, and so I just knew that was, like, a better fit. And... Yeah. But the point is, like, you had to get your foot in the door. And then, what, three months later, you moved? I moved, yeah. So it was, like, you know... But you can't, yeah, you were working hard, but you can't work hard unless your foot is already in the door. Whether that's through your resume, you're somebody you know. Yeah. It just sucks. Like, everything about it sucks. I mean, it sucks that we have to, like, look at paying the bills as well as following our passions. Yeah. Because I wouldn't say this job is my passion. I wouldn't either. Ultimately, you're looking at paying the bills versus following your passions, which I hate to say don't follow your passions because everyone should. Mm. But unfortunately, a lot of times that just comes down to, like, doing it as a hobby. With a lot of people, the majority, it's, it's just about paying bills versus following passions, which I hate to say, but... Yeah, I mean, it sucks, but at the same time, like, you know, then you run into people who are like, I followed my passion and now I hate it. Yeah. Because, yeah, maybe you wanted to do YouTube and, like, your thing was, I don't know, make make water skiing videos. But you didn't realize what went into it or, right. like, what would happen afterwards or Totally. Whatever. Now that you make water... All you do all day is water ski and film it, now you hate it because it's your job. You know, yeah. you're hobby or passion not your hobby anymore and you lose the passion but i mean there are people like you said out there who love math and they work as an that's my brother he Mm -hmm. loves math he's good at it so he became an architect Mm -hmm. and he fucking loves it yeah he's like the biggest workaholic i know oh my god he's ridiculous it's insane on vacations him drawing up plans i know get out of the fucking hotel room seriously in a different city i know like it's but like you know i feel like he's an outlier he is because not everyone yeah 
gets to follow their passion and go like and enjoy get it there and love it. Yeah, I know it's so good for those people. Mm-hmm. But that I feel like I would definitely be one of those people that if I followed my passion, which I don't really think I have a passion that I could follow to make money with. But either way, um, like I definitely would burn out for sure. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm just not. My personality is not one that lends itself to like doing the same thing every day. I hate mm-hmm. routine. Yeah, which is bad. It's not bad. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, so. my God. But anyway, we should wrap this up because we could go on for literal years. Literally years. Literally years. We would turn into old youths. Just kidding. <laughs> old youths. Old youths. It's a um, But so, yeah. So, final thoughts on jobs. They fucking suck. They suck. But everyone <laughs> needs to do them. Or at least. I mean, there's just. I mean, if you don't. I'm there's so many. It's so. It's such a multifaceted issue that, like, we could legit talk about this for years. Well, because unfortunately, too, with. Not unfortunately, but with jobs, that stems from education. Right. Non-education. Like. There's just so many things that go into getting a job or doing a job or whatever that may be. Yeah. So job, it's a complicated topic, but, you know, I think we, we did well. You know, we told the people (laughs) (laughs) all about us and our job history. (laughs) Totally. I mean, I think, yeah, final thoughts on jobs. I just, you know, like it's so complicated because you don't want to work one, but you have to work one, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's. And if you don't. A job's a job. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You're you lucky. don't have to work a job like we fucking hate you. Lucky just, ass bastard. Just know that right now. No, we don't hate you. We're just jelly. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm very but. jelly. So but. anyway, so that's jobs. What about you? Do you have any final thoughts on jobs? I don't know. I guess it depends on what your passion is because some people are super passionate about math and they want to be an accountant, that's which is true. great. Like, um, do that. But, a lo- you know, a lot of people, if you want to be, like, when I was younger and even into like college, I wanted to be a singer and that's what I wanted to do. Right. But I am too chicken shit to do that. <laughs> so I, and like, I'm still even too chicken shit to do it as like a hobby, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't in the cards for me ultimately. Yeah. So I just think, I would like to think if I won the lottery and I didn't have to work a job that I would still work one just, just to be a good person and like, give back to society or do something, but I probably sit on my ass all day. Um, because I really just, I don't like working. I also don't like waking up early and that's mm. one of the issues with this job is like I have to be up during the week. Yeah, banks at open six. at like 6 a.m. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think, um, I think there's a lot of issues with the job market right now which make it really difficult to, one, find a job and then A, or, and then B, A, I already said A. <laughs> and then if B, you don't like that job, it's so hard to even think about leaving it to find something else because, it, again, so hard to find something. So, Dude, I know. We didn't even get to the fact that, like, job searching. Yeah. That's a whole nother yeah, freaking there's just There's just so much wrong with it. And I think, for me right now, it's about paying the bills True. versus doing something that I really love. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that'll ever change because I suck with money. So. I mean, I which. Don't tell because I work at a bank. <laughs> <laughs> Your banker sucks at money. Yeah. I suck at my own money. I don't I don't suck with other people's. Right. But um so yeah. So but that's my my thoughts on jobs. And we've officially finished our bottle of wine. Well, we still have one like glass. half a glass each. I, I know last time we went through like two bottles of wine. I know. This time we went through one. That's true. Good for us. I know. <laughs> We're getting better at this. But yeah, so are you doing anything this coming week that you are excited about? No, <laughs> I'm working. Well, today is Saturday, and Today's tonight Saturday. we're having our little get-together. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. 
I always look forward to that. Every month we do it. Yeah. Um, so th- there's that. Tomorrow, I don't have any plans. I was just going to chill. So And I, I always look forward to that. Um, <laughs> well, that's something to look forward to. It honestly is because during the week, I'm always – basically, I'm go- with work, I'm gone like – because I leave basically my house at 7, and then I don't get back home till probably about – six-ish because of traffic mm-hmm. so it's like i'm gone for like half the day yeah and then when i am at home i'm sleeping mm-hmm. because i love sleep and um <laughs> and you have to do it but yeah. you know what i mean so i don't know i just feel like i don't get to chill at my house that much so on weekends i fully take advantage of that even to the detriment of like not going out or like yeah. hanging out with people it's fine but yeah, anything you're looking forward to this week? Um, let me see. Well, I have an interview. I know we just talked all kinds of shit about jobs, but I have an interview on Tuesday. Hey, no, that's something to celebrate because like we were talking, like we were talking shit about. It's hard to find a job, so yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, I get it. Fingers crossed. And I, so you loaned me a book. I did. Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm super late to the to the train, but I'm on it now, and I'm halfway through. So I'm gonna finish that this week. Perfect. Next, I need to give you Amy Poehler's. And I need to borrow JVN's book. Oh, that's right. And you need to borrow Tan's book. Yes, I do. Have I need read to read that? it. No. Okay. <laughs> so I finish, I think once I finish this one, I'm going to read Tan's book okay. so we can swap. Perfect. Okay. And then I can read JVN and you can read Tan and then we will just like fawn over the Queer Eye dudes for a little while. Because we love Queer Eye. And if so you good. haven't seen it, everyone needs to watch it because it's... it is the most emotionally like happy, it's sad, so... wonderful, like heartfelt show it's so wholesome it is oh i love it it's great so that's what i'm looking forward to and also i'm looking forward to keeping up my workout schedule because you know they say you you know they say if you do it for like three weeks or whatever like it's a habit but mostly i'm looking forward to doing yoga because i really forgot how much i loved doing it Mm -hmm. um it's just that's awesome it's just like so freeing but yeah so that's what i'm looking forward to perfect and yeah i guess that's it yeah well here's to this this week and fucking jobs. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify. Yes. <laughs> and follow us on Instagram at Deal With It Podcast. Yeah. Oh my god, we're so perfect. I guess that's the wine. That's the wine. <laughs>